Hello there. This is the missionary evangelist Ronnie Casillas. I would like to share a message that's near and dear to my heart today titled Jesus our deliverer. I'm going to be reading from 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. The scripture says, "He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus, our deliverer. Jesus Christ is our deliverer. And deliverer means to conquer or to overcome. It means to crush, to overthrow, to quell, to rout, to subdue, to vanquish, to beat, to clobber, and to overpower. Most of us have mixed emotions and feelings when it comes to a message on deliverance. Because we have read the scripture that proclaimed the victory and deliverance of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet there is still a struggle taking place, a wrestling match. But today can be the day of deliverance for you. If you put your trust in God and his word and what he says about this subject of deliverance. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. It's when you hear the word of God that you act on the word of God that the promise is manifested to you. You see, we're a peculiar people, a generation of believers called to show forth the praises of God. And most of us have these mixed emotions because we hear the preachers every Sunday preach about deliverance and preach about the fact that Jesus not only paid the price for our sin, but he also broke sin's power while he was on the cross. Uh, and because that has not manifested in our life, it causes mixed emotions. Uh, but we're here together today to lay to rest the works of Satan that are woven through the fabric of our lives. Today the church calls this a victory service. A deliverance service is a victorious service. I'm talking about deliverance today. Now the person not the person next to you, nor your neighbors, nor your pastors, but your deliverance. See, the world cannot come to grips with deliverance, but we can. Uh, we, he we hear spoken about or announced in the church that tonight we're having a deliverance service, and people fear for their life. They say, ooh, there's going to be demons being chased out of people. And... Uh, they call us fanatics, fanatics and nuts. Um, but I'm here to tell you today that we're radicals for Christ Jesus. We're Pentecostals, and we will get rid of the devil today. Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord. The Lord is good. See, some of us have been anxiously anticipating this day for many years. For years, the devil has lied to you. For years, he has stolen from you. For years, he has tried to bind your, blind your eyes and deafen your ears. He gave you confusion in place of peace. He gave you poverty in place of wealth. He gave you sickness in place of health. He gave you fear in place of faith. He gave you sorrow in place of joy. Uh, but three things today in this message that I want to share with you that we need to do in order to walk in deliverance every single day of our life. It can be yours, folks. Just name it 
Just call it out. Just claim it for your life. Declare that there's a miracle with your name written on it, and you will receive today. Three things we need to do in order to walk in deliverance. The first thing we need to do is speak up. See, we know we have gathered ourselves together to celebrate the Lord Jesus. We do that every Sunday morning and Wednesday night. But we have also come to get a special touch from the Holy Spirit today that will change us and deliver us once and for all. We're here to curse the works of the enemy, the enemy of our soul, the constant thorn in our flesh, the inventor of lies, the spiritual thief, the murderers of our own brethren. (coughs) Excuse me. He is the assassin of the brethren. Yes, the enemy of our lives. And we, as the ordained, anointed church of the living God, we hereby pronounce our adversary to be dead, deceased, extinct, and lifeless. We pronounce him gone by the power of our great God. No longer will the shackles of Satan bind our praise to our God. No longer will the demons' devices Uh, of the devil destroy us in any way no longer will the devil distort our faith in the power of our god for this purpose was the son of god manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil it sure is a confidence builder when you read a scripture like we just read that he might he was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. See, we need to speak speak out and declare deliverance over our lives. We need to shout it out today. We need to let Jesus Christ destroy the works of the devil in our lives. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The word destroy there in 1 John 3 8 uh, means to annihilate to decimate, to eliminate, to dissolve, and to unglue. I remember when I first got married, um, I remind my wife of this. I used to argue over just any petty little issue in our marriage. And uh, uh, I think most men are like I was. And uh, uh, God set me free from that. But um, I remember one, one time... My wife responded to me. She saw that I got upset and I argued over a small thing, a very insignificant issue. And she says, why do you get all unglued? And um, it seems like your life totally unravels. It unglues. And, and you know, I thought about that. And that's, that's what Jesus did to the devil. He annihilated him. He unglued him. And uh, that's what the word destroy means in 1 John 3, 8. In Hebrews 2, 14, it says that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, the devil. The word destroy there is a different word in the Greek from um, the one in 1 John 3, 8. Here it means to render idle, to cause someone to have no further effect. I don't know about you, but that gets me to jumping and dancing when I realize that the works of the devil and the devices of the devil and the plans and the schemes of the devil have no further effect against my life. Now in Colossians 2.15, It says, And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. 
The word spoil there means to stripped off, to disarm. I remember one time I was going to make a um, home visit of members of our church. And uh, as I arrived at the house, I parked my car by the curb. And I noticed that the garage door was open about a foot and a half to two feet uh, off the ground. And um, I um, uh, thought, boy, this family has a dog. I hope he's not behind that door. And so what I did was as I approached the front door of the house, I walked by the garage very gingerly, just quiet as can be, tippy-toeing, just making my way to the door. And I made it. I arrived. I thought, man, I, I'm saved here and from agony or pain. Um, and so I rang the doorbell and nobody answered. So I thought maybe the doorbell's not working. Knocked on the door. And nobody came to the door. I suddenly came to the realization that the family was not there. And I had to deal with this dog on my way back to the car. And so, again, I made my way to the car. I was very upset at the family. I walked to the car, tiptoeing through through the way back to the car. And uh, suddenly that dog came sliding under the garage door. And he had his mouth wide open as he gained his traction again. Uh, he, he got up on his feet and his paws and he began to run. And I was, of course, running to the car. I had a Bible in my hand. I remember thinking, the Bible is a weapon and I'm going to use it against this dog. The dog opened his mouth as wide as could be and he clamped his jaw around my calf and I got my Bible and I hit that dog right in the head and I made him fly about two or three feet he scooted under the garage door and was whining and crying because I hit him so hard I ran to the car and I gained my composure and I was upset I grabbed my cell phone took a deep breath before I called the sister from the church finally I got a hold of her. I said, Sister, I can't believe you did this to me. I said, you left your dog in the garage. The door was open about one and a half to two feet off the ground. And that dog attacked me. He bit me on the, the calf. And she says, look, don't worry about it. She says, there's no blood. And I said, well, of course, there has to be blood. I felt him bite my my calf and she said well raise up your pan leg and uh, tell me what you see and I raised my my pan leg I looked down and I noticed there was no blood coming from my skin um, the back of my leg and I thought I wonder what's going on here she says look you're not bleeding because that dog didn't bite you with his teeth she said you see that that dog has no teeth at all in his mouth and I had run, I had sweat, I had feared, I had gotten upset, all for nothing. That dog had not one tooth in his mouth. And you see, I laugh about it now, because it's funny as I retell the story. But that's exactly what Jesus did to the devil. He disarmed him. He pulled his teeth off. Jesus Christ is our deliverer. On Calvary, Jesus Christ hung his head and he said, it is finished. He was not 
admitting defeat or calculating a retreat, but he was looking under his feet and staring the devil in the eye and saying, it is finished. He was saying, devil, you are finished. Somebody in this place needs to look the devil in the eye. You need to point your finger at his nasty face and say, you are finished. Sin, you're finished. Satan, you're finished. Alcohol, you're finished. Cigarettes, you're finished. Cursing, you're finished. Bad attitudes, you're finished. Lukewarmness, you're finished. Rebellion, you're finished. Because I've been delivered, I've been set free. Speak it out, confess it, declare it, proclaim it over your life and receive it in Jesus' name. Do you see the hold the devil had on me? He ain't got no more because I've been delivered. The devil thought he had me, but I got away. Somebody put him under your feet today. You're finished. You're finished. You're finished. Satan has been stripped. He's been dismantled and been disarmed. Jesus Christ is our deliverer. Three things we need to do in order to walk in deliverance. First is to speak out. The second is to sound out. See, God spoke that Satan would die of serious head injuries. In Genesis 3.15, the scripture tells us that the seed of the woman would bruise his head and bruise his heel. This verse speaks of the way that Satan would be defeated by Jesus. You see, Jesus is the seed and the woman spoken of and prophesied about. He's the seed of that woman. See, the person was revealed and the purpose of his death was revealed to destroy the works of the enemies. Uh, Jesus Christ died to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself, to destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Jesus bruised Satan's head, delivering all of mankind. In fact, Acts twenty six eighteen, he said he turned them from the power of Satan unto God. And so, aren't you excited this morning? Aren't you anticipating a deliverance of your life and your heart today? See, even though Satan is allowed to attack us for a, for a season, in a short while he will be under our feet once and for all. Jesus, as he is now, just as he is now under the feet of Jesus, Satan is under the feet of Jesus. We don't have to wait till the day of the second coming of the Lord. He's under his feet since the day of Calvary. Amen. Since he shed his blood on that cross. He, his is the blood of the Lamb of God that was shed. It was, he was slain since before the foundation of the earth. He's the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. The Lamb of God without spot or blemish. See, Satan is currently in a state of suffering and torture. The greatest horror in hell is the constant ticking of a clock. With eyes bulging and sweat dripping from his brow, Satan paces the corridors of hell in constant fear as he hears the clock ticking. You see, the devil has come down to the earth with great wrath, Revelation 12, 12, knowing this, that he has but a short time left. Time is running out for him. There's coming a day when Satan will be cast into the lake of fire. He will be tormented night and day and day and night, no longer allowed to deceive, disturb, and distress men on earth. It's time for the church 
to sound out the word of the Lord, the word of deliverance to the nations of the earth. You see, hell is in a state of emergency and the world needs to understand that. Hell is weak and deteriorating. Hell is slow and sporadic. Hell is panting and gasping for air. Hell, hell is wounded. Hell is feverish. Hell is stained and scarred. Hell is broken and fractured. That's not a picture of hope for the fallen one. For the fallen one. And we, the church, should be busy about sounding out to the nations of the earth that Jesus Christ is our deliverer. Amen? Sound out. Speak up. Speak out. And third is to stand up. The third need, third thing we need to do in order to walk in deliverance, to speak up, to sound out, and to stand up. There's a reason to stand up and get excited. The church is doing all right. You see, I travel the earth preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, preaching in churches all over the world. And I, I'm here to tell you, even though in America we're told that the church is weak, that the church is um, powerless, that the church is just for those that, are, uh, that need a crutch to stand on, uh, I'm here to tell you today that the church is doing all right. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the church's deliverer. He's still working on us. Psalm 149 verse 4 says, For the Lord takes pleasure in His people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. How many know it's time to shout out to God with a voice of triumph, to declare that He's awesome in our lives, to declare that He's a great not only the great physician, but the great beautician. He's beautifying the church today. See, we must arm ourselves with praise because the church is vibrant. The church is pulsating. The church is filled with the breath of life. It's healthy, in other words. The church is healed and cleansed, and by His stripes, we've all been healed. The church is renewed and regulated by the Holy Spirit. The church is washed, it's cleansed, it's purified by the blood of the Lamb of God. The church is fixed and is strengthened. The church is red hot and on fire for God. And Jesus said, I'm going to present to myself a glorious church without spot or blemish. That's us, folks. What he was declaring was that he would deliver us, make us pure, spotless, clean, and holy. A church <coughs> that can be presented to him spotless. Why don't somebody get loose right now and shout a while? He's the church's deliverer. Oh, he came to conquer death, hell, and the grave. He disappeared from a sealed tomb. He freed himself from the domains of death. He van vanished from hell after preaching to the souls in prison. He walked through a wall and said, Thomas, place your finger through the nail prints. He walked right into the enemy's camp, and he took the keys out of the devil's hands. The Bible says, I am he, Jesus said this in Revelation, I am he that was alive and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys to death and hell. You see, the devil does not even have the keys to his own house. So if you're in a cell of sorrow today, Jesus has your key to joy. If you're in a cell of sickness, Jesus has your key to healing. If you're in a cell of confusion, Jesus has your key to confusion, to peace. 
Jesus has your key to peace. Death thought he had him, but he got away. The grave thought he had him, but he got away. Hell thought he had him, but he got away. You see, likewise, the devil thought he had you. But you can get away this morning by repenting of your sin and turning your life to God. Opening up your heart and saying, Jesus, be my Lord and my Savior today. Be in control of the rest of the days of my life. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior today. The grave thought he had you, but you can be saved in Jesus' name. You come alive in Jesus Christ. You're born again when you call upon the name of Jesus. The Bible says, To as many as believed, to as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. To as many as believe in his name. See, the grave thought he had you, but you can be saved. You can get saved in Jesus' name today. Hell thought he had you, but you can receive the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus Christ is the church's deliverer. He's also the church's beautician. He's also the church's physician. He's also the church's provision. He's also the church's ignition. You need a fire lit up in you? You need a passion for the things of the Lord? He's the ignition for your life. He's the warrior's ammunition. And he's the saint's commission. He's the one that says, Go ye into all the world and sound out the word of the Lord to the nations of the earth. Declare that Jesus Christ is your deliverer. Amen.